Voice a bit croaky, the old oh, kid. That's yeah, all right. Gotcha. No, you're joined no, by, by Liam Hancock. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, dropped a, he's dropped a couple of octaves there, hasn't he? Then? He's seen better days, this guy, but yeah. No, good. How, how is the throat? You... Oh, it sounds great. What do you think? It's bad. Not good, Nick. <laughs> Christ. But you're here with a smile cool. on your face still, aren't you? That's it. Soldiering on. And we'll get into why later. I yeah. have a smile. <laughs> Excellent. Also joining us, Roy Hancock. How yes. are you, buddy? Good, Nick. Good, Nick. Oh, Your Jesus. voice sounds crystal clear. Oh, crystal clear. No, it's a nice balmy night here down down in Tassie. Mate, it is hot. It has been an absolutely sweltering day down here in the uh, the greatest city on earth. Luckily, this is an audio format because Lee and I, have, we're bare skins at the moment. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, isn't it? Yeah, it is at the moment. But um, no, looking forward to it. This is a big episode, Nick. Well, it's it's been brewing. Uh, mm. We've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, we had a few things in the pipeline but um, it's finally come to fruition, oh. so it's a very big episode today. We've just, um, we're going to kind of plug it into the episode, but yep. we've just conducted an interview with none other than Vic Law. Vic spent time last year with the, the Lakeland Magic mm. uh, before transitioning into the Orlando Magic NBA team. He now finds himself with the NBL uh, in the league here with the Brisbane Bullets. So oh, I know we were absolutely buzzing. We've been buzzing all week for this one. Yep. Uh, we finally got Vic on the line. It was, you know... I. Really enjoyed chatting to him. Mm. Uh, we spoke about his time uh, through high school, college, progressing to the G League, into the NBA, to the NBL. Um, you know, who's the toughest opponent he's guarded? Covered a little bit of everything there. He's such an interesting guy and so well-spoken, as you'll see in this interview. But, geez, this was this was one of our highlights for the entirety of the Daily Dribble podcast. Uh, just We just, as I mentioned, concluded this interview. And Roe really kind of brought up a great point Um you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, got to the end of the interview and I was kind of over-analyzing things. Um, you know, what could we have done better, what went yeah. wrong, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Roy just made a great point. It's crazy to think where this podcast has come from. Yep. Only, you know, over just over 12 months ago, I recorded the first episode by myself in a car with my with my phone. <laughs> um, record it through your Beats headphones. Through my Beats That's headphones. ridiculous. <laughs> and now we've just interviewed a man who was in the NBA this year yeah. and is playing in the NBL currently and, and bowling out, not, might I say. Yeah, not only playing, he's absolutely killing it. It really does put things in perspective doesn't it so yeah you come a long way in this podcast and i think i think the interview went really well it shows what um what persistency does if that's a word Persist- yeah absolutely um, yeah um, you know, we've been that persistent so and it pays off it certainly yeah. does before we get into that we've got a couple of quick odds and ends uh we'll then let you guys listen to the interview we had with vic and then we'll finish with hero of the week mm. Um, so before we get into the interview with Vic, let's do some odds and ends, fellas. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll kick us off here with some injury news. Mm-hmm. Now, we've had AD and the mm-hmm. Lakers. He will be reevaluated in two to three weeks after a calf sprain. Um, now, this is AD. He's had somewhat of a down a year, yeah. um, you could say, in I guess to where our expectations were. But as a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. my kind of thought process is now I'd like to see him almost wrapped in cotton wool for the season. Now, have him play, but really kind of just nurture him and make sure the body's at 100% come playoff time. Yeah. Because I think regardless of if the Lakers finish 1-6, to six, as long as they've got that playoff spot 
they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't back against LeBron James. Um, so I, I really think it's now just kind of make sure that AD is healthy. And I think they will. Like, you know, we've seen it, particularly in this day and age, these organisations manage their players really well. Um, so I think they're definitely not going to take any risks with AD. As you said, like, as long as they finish, I think if they finish anywhere within the top eight, they're still going top to... Top ten, be, even top if we're going yeah. that bad. But. So um, I think they can certainly afford to sit him um, in a few games, um, particularly if it, you know, means that he's going to be in tip-top shape by the time the playoffs roll around. Do you, do you know who don't manage their play as well? Who's that? And Draymond Green spoke on it. I'm sure a lot of other players did. The Cavs, because they've just sat Andre Drummond on the bench until he gets traded. Yeah. What is and, going on there? Him and Blake, Blake. Griffin. Yeah. But that's, that's a funny one, though, because I understand why the Cavs are doing that. You don't want to see him get injured and completely lose his value. Mm. But you um, can't, No, I don't, because it's not fair on Andre Drummond to just yeah. sit him out. Well, it certainly is in it the is. prime of yeah. his career at 27, but if he were to... It is you know, fair, it is. It is unfair. Yeah. If he were to yeah. break his leg in a game tomorrow night against the Hornets, hypothetically... Mm. You know, well, that's that's not um, that's that shouldn't be accounted for. Though I don't think he's he's signed up to play for the Cavs and he's getting paid to. I don't think he should be benched because they're scared of losing trade value. I certainly agree with mm. you because I, I think he should be playing. That's his mm. job. That's so what he gets I. paid to do. But I do see there is a point of logic there behind it. Mm. It's um, a business after all. It is. Yeah, yeah. I'm heated up though, and God, I've gained that much respect for Draymond Green over the last couple of weeks. Oh, he's been great. He's just been speaking what's on everyone's mind, and I'm sure mm. every fan of the NBA loves to see it. Uh, also, had a couple of quick other injury news bits here. Uh, the Knicks center Mitch Robinson will be out for four to six weeks after fracturing his right hand against the Wizards earlier in the week. We'll now get to see a lot more of Nerland's Noel and Taj Gibson. Bit of blow for the Knicks because they've mm, really been um, a bit of a Cinderella story, you could say, so far this year. Uh, certainly surpassed mine, and I'm guessing I can speak on behalf of you guys. Yep. Our expectations, um, they're certainly well within the playoff picture, so it's a shame to see uh, Mitch go, go down for four to six weeks there. Is. A team that's not in the playoff picture, uh, the, the Wolves, D'Angelo Russell, will also be on the sidelines for four to six weeks to undergo arthroscopic surgery to remove a loose body in his left knee. Um, I can count the amount of times on two hands that we've seen Cat and mm. D'Lo together. It's mm. really been... I mean, I saw somewhere, I think they've only played five games together. I can count it on one hand then. Yeah. How's that? So, that isn't that, that crazy? It said they'd been together for however many hundred days and they've only played five games together oh it's been so disappointing for them but i guess the shining light out of it is that player who's really shown this year is malik beasley yeah he's been he's been incredible um i love to watch him play he plays with so much energy and i think you know i think before this season we're actually speaking about apart from cat and d'angelo russell what other players do they have who can perform on a consistent basis I think we did mention Malik Beasley, but there were still question marks over him. I think we mentioned Rubio as well, but he's been no, inconsistent. He's been, he's been god awful. He hasn't been great, but Malik Beasley's been really good and re- really a shining light for them. On the Wolves, though, have we undervalued Anthony Edwards? No, because oh. I just think he's been really sparking up and gaining consistency now, so I don't think we have been. He's taken a little while to warm up, but he's he's he looks like I he... think he's the number one pick. We I don't think we've really mentioned him too no, much. This you're year. right. It's all been Halliburton. Do you know, do you know what it comes down to? I personally, I don't watch bloody Timberwolves game, and also NBA like on their social media don't give him that much coverage. So I think that's 
one of the main reasons why. So, so do you think it would be different if you went to a big market team as opposed to Minnesota? Uh, well, I mean... A team the, where he gets more exposure, I guess. Or just put him on the social media is more like... Yeah. I remember, like, Anthony Cole would not be getting as much attention if he wasn't blown over the Instagram page. <laughs> Anthony Cole, was it? Oh, Cole Anthony. Anthony. <laughs> I'm thinking of bloody J. Cole. Yeah. But, like, yeah, no, you're the, right. The big media outlets like <laughs> ESPN and Bleacher Report and whatnot, they, they certainly do have their favourites and they, you know, advertise a lot of these good young players but yeah Anthony Edwards certainly hasn't got a heap of attention but he's his game's really starting to come together a name you just mentioned there Lee Cole Anthony he will mm. be out till after the all-star break with a rib injury yeah um I personally think now that the magic should actively tank there's mm. not many teams who are doing it in the league um it's yeah. hard to actively tank. it is though. in this league but it you is. know with some of the players they've you know it's the odds have been slightly adjusted, but mm. I still think with the, the talent in this year's draft, Cade mm. Cunningham, tell you what, he bowled out the other day. Um, but Jalen Green... Dare I, I say... Did you mention his name? <laughs> Give it to me. Joshy Giddy. Josh Giddy mm. as well. There's so much talent in this draft that they should really look to try and increase their odds as much as they yeah. can because they've fallen off a cliff. Um, a team that hasn't fallen off a cliff, though, the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. During the week, they signed Andre Robeson. Um now, he's, I love this signing. He mm. was a player who's really battled with injuries over the last few years. Uh, for anyone who isn't familiar with him, was with the Thunder. And he was really known as just that defensive stalwart. Yep. Um, could knock down a three when the moment called. Yep. But he offers so much needed defence to mm. this Nets Which team that need. give up a bucket load of points. He's going to gain zero attention, but defensively he provides so much. Did you guys see throughout the week that they touted this Nets team as OKC? Um, 2.0. Well, is there five players that played for that OKC team? So we've got Jeff Green, James Harden, KD, Robertson, and there was someone else there who... There was one more. Who, I've gone completely blank but, here. Yeah, a lesser known player. Did you say Harden? Yes, I did yeah, say James Yeah, Harden. we mentioned <laughs> beard. the beard there. Um, but yeah, so hopefully he can offer some defence to this team, but also show you know some on-court consistency mm, as I sure. said he's battled with injury so it'd be great to see him back fit and firing I'll go some, something that I'm sure a lot of people were excited to see and hear about um, the all-star starters mm. for each conference have been announced I'll just read these out I'll clear my throat <clears throat> oh dear starters for the west we have LeBron James as the captain obviously we have the guards as Steph Curry and Luka Doncic um, and in the forwards and centres, we have LeBron, Kawhi, Leonard, and Nikola Jokic. In the east, we have KD as the captain. And then we have in the guard positions, we have Kyrie and Bradley Beal. Mm. And in centre and four positions, we have Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. So I don't think we can necessarily say any huge surprises. I think all these players were there or thereabouts in the picture. There may have been a few... Stiff players, I guess the one that comes to mind immediately, I think, is Dame Lillard. Yep. I thought he could have potentially earned that. Left his run maybe a week late. A little He's been bit late. like an MVP, to be honest, the he last week been. or two. He has been. Um, him and Luca, I saw a tie, and it was the fan vote that decided this. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but he, I I had him in our my team. We did a couple yep. of weeks ago. Be sure to check that episode out. I think he's certainly, over the last fortnight, certainly earned that spot. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, he is just, like, he's carrying this team. They mm. are fourth, I believe. Yeah, they are, yeah. They're fourth, yep. they jumped the yep. Suns, didn't they? So, um, you know, I certainly think he deserved his spot. The other big one that stood out for me, 
It's Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. Getting the nod there. I uh, I really thought Jalen Brown should have got. Jeezy's stiff. Got the uh, the nod there, no, but James um, Harden should have got the nod over oh. Kyrie. Yeah, very surprising <laughs> that one. That was the only other big notable um, kind yeah, of omission from yeah. the team. Yeah. Jalen Brown. Yeah. Uh, stoked for Brad Bill though. Finally oh, got his no, deserved honours. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting. Um, we're only a couple of weeks out now from the All Star Game. Yep. And within that, I saw today announced that the NBA will continue to honour Kobe Bryant by adding the twenty four points to determine the final yep. target score. That's great. Um, like last year, this format again, I allude to. We were watching this on holiday together, mm. weren't we, Rowan? Just we the intensity and just you know seeing Kyle Lowry take charge after charge, Kawhi Leonard dropping three after three. There hadn't been an All Star game played with that much intensity in no, a long time. So no. when I saw when I saw that, I was thinking, <laughs> not only does it um, make the All Star game better, it's a better format, but it just also lives up to his legacy at the same time. So certainly does, and it makes the fans more invested when there's more on the line as well. I think so. Oh, certainly, oh, incredible, and I'm glad they've kept the format. That's that's amazing. Last bit of odds and ends from me here, fellas. Um, ESPN this week, Australia released. The top 10 best-selling jerseys, oh. NBA jerseys this year. Saw, Where's Matty Delavadova? You've, you've seen oh, them. I saw it, yeah. Well, I'll rip through them quickly for anyone who hasn't. So, one, we had LaMelo Ball. Two, Steph Curry. Three, LeBron James. Four, Kevin Durant. Five, Russell Westbrook. Six, Luka Doncic. Seven, Giannis. Eight, Trey Young. I'm going to say ten, Jalen Brown. Mm. Roy, have you seen this? I haven't, Guess no. who number nine was? This, I was absolutely dumbfounded when I saw this. It's just going to be an absolute shock. I couldn't even tell you, Nick. Who is it? Number nine, Stephen Adams. Beg your pardon? <laughs> Stephen Adams <laughs> pardon. was the ninth highest selling, selling jersey here in Australia well, this year. So That's far. incredible. That I, I'm i still in shock. Now, now there's a not- there, there is a notable omission there, isn't there? I don't think it's that out of the ordinary. I thought AD would have been up there, maybe. No, we're talking about Matty Delvadova. He's not in that top ten. Ben, how ben does Simmons that was on there, wasn't he? Ben Simmons was not. What? Stephen so, Adams over Ben Simmons, Australia sold. Yes. Um, um, are we sure we're not talking about the New Zealand jersey sales? No, this was in Australia. I was absolutely startled. That's incredible. Um, Lamelo Ball number one. There I'm, you go. I'm going to buy Lamelo jersey. Yes. Yeah, so What's happened reckon- to you buying the um, scary Terry jersey? <laughs> You've changed scared. your tune from no, last week. No, scary's been insane. Oh, he's been frightening lately. He has been bowling out. You, but- you could say he's been a bit scary. Mm. But how's that? In what world do you see? You see Stephen Adams above players like Ben Simmons. Mm. Players like he's above Jalen Brown. There, Jason Tatum's not in the top ten. I mean, there is some logic because he's neighbours to Australia. Mm. Well, we've got homegrown Aussie Ben Simmons. That's why yeah. I was confused. Yeah. Um, it. Yeah. Baffled. I, I can't logically make sense of it, but okay. Maybe because he's 10. moved to New 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 Orleans Pelicans. Mm, yeah, but I he's not know. a big name player, is he? He's ahead of Zion. Maybe yeah. just because he's such a good bloke. Like, he is one of the yeah. better blokes in the NBA, isn't he? It's one of life's greatest mysteries. So we'll, <laughs> le- we'll leave that one unsolved. Yep. Fellas, do you have any other odds and ends before we move on? No, you've you've rounded them all up pretty well there. So Rounded them off there, Lee. Anything else you'd like? Think, I just wanted to add... Today I was at work, I'm a dental assistant, I was busy as hell, I had my mask on, my glasses on, um, I was walking down the hallway, I was that busy, and I heard from the the front the front counter bit, reception. I heard, yeah, I heard from reception, one of the patients say, Liam, and I walked back, and I said, yeah, because I was busy, and he said, um, I heard that Matthew Delavadova might be going to the Jack Jumpers, and I... God, don't. I, was, I know. Don't. I don't. But he actually did say I that, did I was he? like... Um, yes, oh. there's... Uh, 
There's things in the works here yeah. at Jack Jumpers HQ, so we'll... Uh, My heart's fluttering. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. All right, fellas, let's get into it. Um, as we said, we had our, we were very fortunate to be given yep. um, a bit of Vic Law's time. Now, you know, for us, this is a huge moment, and for us, I guess it really is another stepping stone to where we want to be and what we're looking to pursue. So this was yep. an incredible experience. Um, now, we're going to get into it. We really hope you enjoy it. Uh, the video... Uh, the actual video footage of this will be up on our YouTube in the coming days. Mm. Um, but yeah, be sure to check out Vic's podcast as well. Yep, ninety four and more. It's um yeah a good listen, and um you know it, he's also taken the venture into podcasting. And we asked him about it throughout the throughout the interview, and he seems to be really enjoying it. So yeah, such a good guy. And um, as I was mentioning before, Nick, it's it really is one of our highlights since beginning the podcast. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into it. Without further ado, guys, here is our interview with Vic Law. Enjoy. Okay, and we are back. So we've got Roy Lee and myself here, um, but we also have a fourth and very special guest joining us tonight. Vic Law of the Brisbane Bullets has been kind enough to lend us some of his time. Vic, how are you, man? Thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, I was down here in the Melbourne Hope. Uh, Justin, well, how are you guys? You just got into Melbourne last night, wasn't it? For the uh, the hub there, uh, two nights ago. Two nights ago, how are you coping with that? Uh doing well. Melbourne's a beautiful city. Beautiful. Um, I got a chance to go out and walk around today, so it's been cool. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. So, um, yeah, we just mentioned how I guess the plan for the interview. We're going to touch base with you on your career, um, progressing from high school to college, from the G yep. League through to the NBA and the NBL itself, um, and then just a couple of quick questions at the end, just to recap a couple yeah, of other right. points there. Um, so we'll start off. You're a you're a Windy City boy, born and raised. How was life yeah. growing up in Chicago for you? Um, well, life uh, the life was good. I'm coming from uh, a two parent household, um, four siblings, and a really tight knit family. Yeah, um, I actually born in Chicago, moved to Mississippi, so in the south, southern part of America, and then back to Chicago. Um, but growing up, I'm from a big sports family. So sports played a huge role, like in my uh, growth as a man and my development. Mm-hmm. Um, originally played that? football and basketball. Yeah. Say it again. Oh uh, no, I was just going to say, was it always basketball? Because oh uh, uh, no, so I played football for a while and was pretty good at football. Yeah. Um, and didn't stop until I got to high school, uh, where my high school coach kind of told me, basically, you couldn't be great at two things. Like you got to really put your mm-hmm. time and effort into one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy, you know, he told me that. Uh, it's taken me a long way. Um, but, uh, I would say my father, uh, really instilled like toughness and grit and you know, that's kind of like Chicago's thing, right? Like yeah, it's really like, freezing six months of the year, um, you know, it's crime and uh, there's, you know, every city has its cons, but Chicago definitely makes you a blue collar kind of hardworking person. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, that was ingrained in me from a young age. Well, yeah. that's great because a lot of that. Um, it builds character, doesn't it? And it translates yeah. into the sporting field. Mm. Um, you know, a lot Absolutely. of other athletes, you know, might come um, from more privileged backgrounds and that they don't have that resilience, that toughness to bounce back in the face of adversity. So having that kind of instilled into you at a young age is certainly nothing nothing but beneficial. Absolutely. Vic, uh, so you grew up in Chicago, obviously. Senior year... Yeah. Um, ESPN had you ranked 66 in the US. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of colleges wanted that signature on the dotted line. Northwestern yeah. isn't isn't you know close to Chicago. What what made you go with Chicago 
Um, what made you go with Northwestern? So, uh, well, Northwestern is only about 30 minutes outside of the city of Chicago, actually. Oh, uh, not oh there we go. Far. The more you know. Yeah, it's not far. Uh, I actually wanted to go far away. Yeah. So your question is, like, still pretty pertinent. Yeah. Uh, why I stayed close. Um, I did have a, a decent amount of offers. I had my choice to go where I wanted. Uh, but it came down to my mom wanting me to get a really good education while still playing uh, at a very high level. Like Northwestern is still in the Big Ten. Mm. It's a very good conference. Um, and it's also like the 10th best academic university in America. Yeah. So she wanted me to, to get a good education, still play basketball, and selfishly for her, I think, still be able to come and watch me play. Yeah. Uh, my dad was my dad was more of the athletic one saying, you know, just let's go. Go, for it. go, go, go. <laughs> and my mom was uh, the one kind of grounding both of us. Um, so I w- chose Northwestern. Um had a, had a, you know, thought had a pretty good career, was there for five years. Uh, but originally I thought I would end up either at um, Florida State, VCU, or Stanford. Yep. And I guess with, with your time at college, what, what was the, uh, what were you studying in there at Northwestern? So I ended up majoring in consulting. Yep. Um, and I got my master's in sports administration. Was there, was there a point, I guess, at some point in those five years where it kind of clicked to you that, or was it always your dream to make it as a professional or was there kind of a point in those years where it was like, okay, this is, this is it for me. Yeah. No. So I think, you know, everyone's dream, right. I think that everyone wants to be like the star. Everyone wants to kind of have a big lifestyle. You know, you watch TV, you watch movies and you see players like Mike, Michael Jordan, you see players like LeBron and Kobe. Yeah. And everyone wants that. Everyone wants like that like glory, right? But no one wants to work for it. Mm, I think when I was a, a freshman in college, I think I still had that mindset, like I could still just coast on talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I really put in the work um, to do it. And so my freshman year was rough. Like, you know, it was a wake up call for me to play in that kind of conference with so much talent. Um, and, you know, still try to be really good. Like that year, I think four of the teams in, in our conference were in the top 10 in the country. Yeah, and yeah. we're playing them two times, uh, you know, in the season, and so it, it was just tough. Like as, as a young dude going in and not having my like mental game yeah. where it should have been. Um, I think after that season and the following season going in, I had really like cracked down, started to work much harder. Yeah, um, and just felt not embarrassed, but like like I was disappointed in myself mm. that I had let a year slip by where I wasn't giving it my all or not playing to the best of my abilities. Yeah. So I, I went in the next season, really didn't even take off, like a vacation off season. I actually got right back in. I stayed on campus that summer and just worked out all year. We're all summer. Yeah. yeah. And I ended up getting hurt and registered. So that was like a whole another six months of just like working out. Yeah. yeah. That was probably a blessing in disguise where I just got to really mature, miss, you know, like miss and appreciate the game again uh, and get back to work. Yeah. And sorry, just that point you made on the the mental aspect of it, because when you play at such a high level, that's often the physical abilities um, are pretty in sync. But that's what mm-hmm. separates the good from the great. Um, that mental absolutely. So it's it's great to hear that from someone who is a professional athlete. The actual importance mm-hmm. of the mental and off the field side of the game. Um, so that's yeah. You. Yeah. So well, I mean, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no you go, man. No, you, you go. go. You go. <laughs> No, no, I was just saying um, it's definitely different, for, especially for younger players. I mean, anyone to really, when you finally figure it out, because 
when you get to professional basketball, especially leagues like the NBA or NBL, everyone is tall, everyone's fast, everyone's athletic, everyone can shoot. Like there's a fine line of like what separates you from everyone else. Yeah. And not everyone has that mental toughness or mental capacity to get them over the hump or know exactly like what's needed to win, right? Like that mental mm-hmm. roadmap that you need or that veterans need to like pass on to the young guys is so crucial, I think, because you're not there for no reason, right? Like you're there obviously because you can do something. Yeah. For sure. But what's going to keep you there? What's going to sustain you as you continue to get better? Yeah. Yeah. So all your, all your hard work that you are mentioning before, because had had led you to the um, Magic J League team, yeah. Um, you bowled out, absolutely bowled out there. Um, and then you earned the spot um, with the Orlando Magic. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering how did you find that transition from the Lakeland Magic to the Orlando Magic? What were the real differences that you realised straight from the get go? Man, well, I was pissed honestly that like I didn't get drafted. Um, I had a ton of workouts. I get the whole draft process, um, you know, preparing good things and didn't get drafted. Like, like that day was honestly like one of the most like disappointing mm-hmm. and like let down days like that yeah. you could have, especially as an athlete. Um, so I was pissed. Like I was like, you know, I don't want to go to the G League. Mm-hmm. I should be an NBA player. Like, you know, I, you know, whatever. Like I feel like I'm better. Yeah. And then, you know, I went to training camp and I saw like, Physically, like there weren't many people that like I wasn't physically there with, you know, but mentally, like, you know, like you got to go to the mental, like skill wise, like I wasn't ready. Like I I, nothing. I have no um, hesitancy to saying like I wasn't ready at that moment. And so I I feel like going to the G League, especially going to Lakeland, where the organization is so well run and the guys and management, there are such good people who are really trying to like help you develop. Mm. um, Was great for me. Like I thought. The, the time I spent in Lakeland really helped me to get to the next step. Yeah. It not only like got me better skill wise, but really like added to my confidence. Mm. And I was going to like, yeah. I mean, as, as you know, like whenever someone believes in you or like you, you believe they believe in you, yeah. it definitely adds a boost to whatever you're doing. Yeah, like- um, so those, however, <laughs> you know, my new, my time in Lakeland was, I really appreciate it. Like I'm so close with those guys down there. Do you think the fact that you went undrafted builded your character even more so than it already was? Do you reckon the fact that you didn't get drafted made you into the person that ultimately you are today? Man, absolutely. I think um, first it humbles you. Like it makes mm-hmm. you really appreciate um, the grind and like the struggle to to get it. Like, you know, like, I, and I'm not saying people that got drafted don't have that same mentality, but I definitely know going through the back, you're trying to get an NBA, you have to have that mindset if you want to make it. Yeah. Um, so 100% like just seeing that and then going through my experience at Lakeland in Orlando, I felt like helped me out a lot as I transitioned to the NBA. Yeah. And I guess just on that, the undrafted side of it, we look at like Fred Van Vliet in the mm-hmm. league now, mm-hmm. and there's a guy who just backed himself in and like it's becoming more, I guess, profound that players who go undrafted, they do have that character and resilience that we yeah. spoke of a moment ago. Um, and it's huge because it translates to everything you do on the court and off the court as well. Like yeah. they're, they're things that you can't teach. Um, so again, it's like for anyone yeah. listening out there, we just want to reiterate, I guess, the importance of that, that mentality and the mindset. Um, Cause as you said, you know, often at that level, everyone's got the physical, uh, the speed, the height, the jump, but yeah. that stuff you can't teach. So 
Um, really, I mean, even more so with Fred. Uh, he he's in the G League, played that season in the G League, won the championship. And the next season, he kind of got like a lucky break. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was one of the last two people to get cut in the the preseason. Um, I think Corey Joseph gets hurt and is like hurt for a while. Yep. And so they need a point guard. Like it's between uh, Fred Van Fleet and a guy named Drew Crawford, who actually went to Northwestern. Yep. Um, and Corey Joseph goes down. So they need a point guard. Mm. And inevitably, Fred kind of comes in and Kyle Lowry gets hurt at some stage. <laughs> you know, he has. Mm. What's happening with just has to play opportunity in the right timing, and then after that, you think. Sorry, Vic, we just had a uh, just jumped out there. We just caught up with it. No, that's all good, but yeah, and and you need that lucky break at times, don't you? Because you know, again, that you know, things are almost at this level have to go your way. Mm. You know, not everything has to go to script, but you know, sometimes you need the coin to flip in your favor, absolutely. Vic, um, I've been listening to your podcast, 94 and more. Great podcast. Mate. There you go. Say that. <laughs> um, I, I understand that your transition to the NBL is quite rapid, actually. Um, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but um, you're discussing with your, your agent, your options. Um, you express your openness to, to go to the NBL if, if, if that's what it, you know, had to, had to came, come to. Yeah. Um, I heard you went for a two-mile bloody walk around Chicago on the freeze. <laughs> yeah. Came back from that walk and the Brisbane Bullets were on the phone. Yeah. Is that true? Wow. That's that's crazy. Man, i tell you what, man. Because, uh, well, free agency for me was uh, basically a whirlwind. Yeah. Coming off the season I had prior, you know, my agent and I are more or less thinking like, you know, we guess we just stay in Orlando, keep building, keep building. Yeah. But worst case scenario, it's the same kind of deal. Mm. Obviously, we wanted more, but um, as we're going through it, you know, with COVID, especially spots getting tight, it's like teams are kind of offering me the G League route or like unguaranteed, non guaranteed things. Mm. And I don't know if you know, but a non guaranteed means nothing. Like you can mm. stub your toe one morning and then that's yeah, like yeah. it, you know, like <laughs> yeah. no stability in it. Yeah. Uh, and I could have done that. Like I, I had, I could have competed again earned that spot, like done that whole thing. Um, but it's definitely not what you, what I wanted to hear in the immediate moment. It's like, uh, so it's gotta be like 20 degrees. Yeah. I go outside with a jacket, shorts and like boots <laughs> on. I don't know what, what I'm doing. And I, I just go on this walk and I'm just like fuming, um, you know, just trying to like walk off yeah. the frustration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I get back and he's like, you know, are you open to playing over the water? Yeah. And I was like, man, just whatever you got, man, just let me yeah. hear. <laughs> and it feels like I'm happy that he told, that he was able to call me, and it was the right time. Feels like over in the US, you need to um, keep proving yourself, and it it must be frustrating because you know you're a good player, and you know yeah. you put the work in and do what you can. So that must be frustrating. I just also wanted to say, you're down under now. How's how's life treating you down here in Australia? Oh man, I love it. I. uh I mean, uh, <laughs> my roommates over there looking. I mean, I love all of them. <laughs> um, it's definitely, I definitely didn't know what to expect yeah. uh, coming over. Um, you know, before I signed, I had called a plethora of, of scouts and different yeah. people that knew the game around the NBA and the NBA, asking them about Australia. And I heard nothing but great things. Yeah. Um, so that was a plus. But like coming over here, it, it's just, especially for an American, mm. it's nothing that you can like describe like when you, um, like you know, go back. It's almost like something you have to experience for yourself. Australia is a beautiful, 
beautiful place, yeah. great people. Uh, and especially with no COVID, it's almost like yeah. the best place to be in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I've enjoyed my time. How was it uprooting your life, moving countries, particularly given the whole COVID situation? I know it's died down a bit now, but, you know, coming over to a brand new country away from all your friends and family and, um, you know, COVID, you know, happens, you know, how, do, how does that affect you? And, um, yeah, what, what impact has that had on you since you've been here? Well, you're saying it's dying down. I want you to tell that to the American government. <laughs> but um yeah i guess you know. uh i mean it, it was uh weird at first right like like it was a big adjustment uh and the australian borders were closed so unless you had a work visa you couldn't come so any friends or yeah. family that i had was not allowed to, to come with me yeah and obviously a, a big jump like this like this is across the world uh from where i'm from mm. to kind of like uproot and say just come over it's a big step right like Definitely. not only is it a weird social social adjustment but playing wise when you you know, like before I met the team, like they're great guys. Like I, I love the organization, but before, you know, I had no idea, you know, I could have been walking into like a nine shitheads, you know, you yeah. never know. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. Like, like it, it could have been a bad, it could have been a bad situation where you just kind of like here by yourself. But I was in a lucky situation where I have like some of the best people I've ever met on this team in this organization. So it was an easy transition. Like there was nothing, yeah. um, you know, that I'm, that I'm missing. Yeah. Well, on the bullets, you, you guys currently sit sixth in the league. Um, yourself playing incredible ball at the minute. Um, how like how are you finding the team and the league as a whole? Like the the standard um compared to the NBA, it's certainly in the last couple of years taken a jump. Um, but what mm-hmm. are you making of it so far? And that what do you find that uh, the team's chances are of going the distance this year? Uh, well, I th- I mean I think we have definitely have the team, the coaching, uh, and the resources to to be very good. Yeah. Um, I've said it the first day and I'll keep saying it. I don't think we're a complete, uh, finished product, right? Like I've only been here two months. Uh, we've only played one preseason. We only had one preseason game in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so we're much different than other teams are, right? We didn't have the luxury mm. of really able, being able to settle in with each other and like find that rhythm before we even started games. Like sure. we're still finding it. And as, as you see, like once we get it, we look good. Um, sure. And we've been in a ton of close games, right? Like, well, the season is going to be peaks and valleys, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think the, the team that's best able to to kind of ride those waves and get over the humps and, and battle adversity and still find a way to to keep that enthusiasm day in and day out uh, is going to be the most successful. But I, mean, I, I think the league, like the NBA obviously has individual talent sure. and the resources and money backing it. But I think the NBA is a league that deserves its respect as well. Yeah. Uh, NBA, each team has its star power. And it's much more of a team game. Like, you know, every night, every team is playing as hard as they can yeah. with excellent coaching and scouting behind them. So it's, it's not like, you know, you can walk into a game and think it's a cakewalk. Like, I think every game is entertaining and exciting. Yeah. Uh, and that's what makes NBL special. And it's certainly growing. Like last year, we had LaMelo Ball, RJ Hampton, um, yourself yeah. this year coming on board. It is gaining, I guess, more recognition overseas. Um, and it is helping mm-hmm. attract players such as yourself. So, uh, yeah. Has it been, I guess, better quality than you thought it might have been coming over? No, I mean, I I, uh, I, I expected the league to be good. Yeah. Um, I, so I had a couple in college. I played against Melo Trimble, uh, Jack McVeigh. Yeah, quality. Um, and even even like now, the Adelaide 36 ers just signed Brandon Paul, who I'm very uh, familiar with, very good friends with. So I had known the league like to get good players and play good basketball. I just think 
recently because of the names it's gotten has gained global attention. Yeah. You know, that's not to say it hasn't been good, but it's becoming yeah. more visible now. That's it. Sure. So I, I, get, I guess looking forward, Vic, and this is all dependent on whether you're a, you're the type of person who looks to the future or you live in the moment. But I guess what are your personal goals going forward? Are you happy with where you're at at the moment and, you know, see where things take you or, or are you definitely, you know, priming for a return to the NBA, all things going well? Man, I'm taking it every, you know, day by day, every game by game, man. I, I think at, the, at this point, you know, like I've, I've been able to play in the NBA and that's not to say like, that box is checked, mm. you know, like I played, I scored, you know, I'm still hungry for more. Like I want to do more, Definitely. but at the same time, like I just want to play this in a situation now where I'm happy yeah. and I'm comfortable. And it's a, in a place where I can continue to grow. Like yeah. I'm not so dead set on like, I have to be back in the NBA. No, yeah. I'm just going to go into a bad situation. Uh, I'm just trying to look for right now, play the best you can enjoy Australia. And when things, when the dust settles and things are all said and done, make the best decision for yourself moving forward. Yep. Absolutely. Well, on that, Vic, um, we're down here in Tasmania. We're sometimes oh, nice. the forgotten state almost. Um, but we've got a, a team joining next season in the NBL, the Jack Jumpers. The Jack Jumpers. Yeah. What, uh, what do you make the, the team name? It got some uh, a bit of initial backlash, but I think it's starting to warm up on people and ourselves included. I don't know. What it, is that just a kangaroo? No, no, it's a little kind of like ant um, with a oh, pretty deadly bite. <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroo would be cool though. Jack, that's a bug. That, it's like a poisonous bug. Yeah, yeah. like a little ant. Well, I mean, I, 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 don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it. There you go. You learn something <laughs> new every day, Vic. Yeah, you got to make it your own, right? Yeah, that's it, man. That's, that's it. Is um, we're gonna put the feelers out there, but um, you know, if you ever want to come down to Tasmania, mate, <laughs> there's an open, open team with your name on it. I don't know how your teammates would feel about. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Vic, so you've been down here two months now. Um, I was just wondering, what are you finding the major differences, not only between Australia and the US, but the NBL and the you know NBA or G League or basketball in general in the US? Uh. So, um, I'll just add basketball. It's just, uh, I would say the NBL uh, puts a lot more emphasis on physicality. Yeah. Like, really being physical and, like, trying to grind it out in games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, whereas NBA is kind of like – the NBA has definitely made a more focus of being offensively free. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of, like, go and push it. And you want to score as many points as you can. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the NBL doesn't want to score, but mm-hmm. the games aren't 140 to 130. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's uh, – not- More and more All- the NBA now. There's, there's a well, yeah. There's also no defensive three seconds, which is a huge thing yeah. between the NBA and like any international basketball. So here, because like you know, when say I have the ball or any like other of the other uh, better players have the ball, and the teams can just load the floor and just help, yeah. right? In yeah. NBA, like you can try to help as much as you can, but at the end of the day, like you can't really sit in the paint. <laughs> and sit the paint. No, yeah. that's so the, and the the floor is kind of wide open, you know, and with that, that much talent. It's kind of hard when everyone's on on their own island, yeah. trying to just play one on one with their guy. Definitely, definitely. And I guess in terms of the countries, what's the biggest difference you've noticed um, off off the court with Australia and the US so far? Uh, well, I, I feel like Australia is not that big of a jump from America. Yeah. I, I think you know, obviously there are differences, right? Like, but the transition itself is not that big. I think Australia is a much more laid back. Um, mm-hmm. Dare I say, we'll run America. It's like, it's kind of, I mean, you know, I love America. I love the States and I love my home, but 
Yeah. Australia definitely has its big cities, has its sites. Yeah. Um, but the people are just more, more laid back and nice. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, like you guys have like some of the best scenery and wildlife mm. in the world. I mean, I'm also living in Queensland with like 20 of the most deadly animals in the world. But yeah, uh, it's Every cool to, to, the doors to be around. Just real quick. Yeah. Um, have have the teammates given you any uh, nicknames as of yet, or are we still brewing that one up? No, nah, no, nah, it's just Vic. Just Vic, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. yeah. What are the nicknames, mate? Yeah, give it to us. <laughs> no, nah, it's just Vic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't quite catch that one, but I'm sure it's good quality. <laughs> Vic, um, I've just got a quick question in terms of your career. Who has yep. been so far the toughest player you've had to guard? Um, you've no doubt come up against some quality players. Is there one name that sticks out yeah. to you? Uh, I would have got a ton, ton of good players, but probably Devin Booker. Yeah, you know, I only got to play him my senior year in high school. But even from then, I knew he was going to be a killer. Yeah. Like just his mindset and like the way, just his confidence, the way he shot the ball. Like yeah. he didn't shoot it great, but he was getting them up. He was shooting <laughs> everyone the same way, just as smooth as the last one. Yeah. Um, so him, but I've I played a ton of good players. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good call. Book is, um, you know, we certainly love watching him and what he does. He's uh, one of the premier talents in the league, no doubt. As you, as you, uh, I just also wanted to know. Um, a lot of players, you know, uh, all around the world try to emulate their game. Say after Kobe, MJ, LeBron, just the greats. Mm. I was just wondering, who did you did you try to emulate your game? like over anyone or did you have any main inspirations or what was the go there? Well, I mean, I'm from Chicago, so I love Mike. Like no one would ever <laughs> be over Mike. Yeah. Um, the last dance was great. Mm-hmm. Anybody that ever tries to tell me like, uh, you know, I, I really do respect LeBron. Like I think LeBron and Mike are like the one, eight, one yeah. you know, type things, but no one else, like it won't be anyone else. No, yeah. no. But I think, um, I think I, I, I really like enjoy watching Scotty Pippen. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially like him on those Bulls teams. Yeah. And how he was able to be like so versatile mm, and yeah. just affect the game in like so many different ways. Yeah. Um, so if anyone like when I was younger, it was Scotty. Scotty, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was mentioning before, Vic, that um, you know, you ventured into the podcasting world yourself. And I guess my question, you know, we've been doing this for for a little while now, but how have you found the venture into podcasting? Right. And do you reckon, you know, once, you know, you finish up your career, whenever that may be, that you may look to do it on a more permanent basis? Mm-hmm. Is it something that you really enjoy doing in your spare time? Yeah, so we we actually have been doing, uh, beginning a, a, a pretty good, like, crowd of good, like, big names yeah. coming in. Yep. Um, and, like, obviously, like, I'm busy with NBO, but yeah. during my downtime, I do – enjoy getting on, on these calls and like talking and learning different people's stories. Cause when I was in the bubble uh, and I was bored out of my mind some of those days, yeah. listening to the podcast and other guys' experiences was really cool. And it made like just breaking up that time. Interesting. You know, like sure. hearing someone else's story or their experience Absolutely. or the way they might've dealt with the same experience you're going through yeah. was really impactful and powerful. And Vic, um, the name of your podcast, 94 and more, God, I love the name of that podcast. <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, the listeners should hear, you know, the meaning behind that name. Would you, would you care to share the meaning behind 94 and more, the name? Yeah, so um, our, uh, my, my co-host, Jake, yeah. uh, one of my good friends from California. Um, so we, we were thinking about 
what we wanted to like have a podcast about because mm. at first it was just gonna me and him kind of having you know just jokes and conversation mm. and then we would get guests here and there uh but then we um especially during the time in america when social justice yeah. and different issues are definitely very pertinent in uh the world uh we, we just thought like man like we have this platform of sports and um like we should use it you know we should we should go on and, and voice our opinion and get different athletes or different characters around the game, or even just like p- other people who have platforms. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to speak about how that, how that, like how their career, how that venture in their life has affected them, how that, that made them them. Right. Like yeah, absolutely. sports, yeah. uh, as we all know, is a microcosm yeah. of society, right? Like ev- I think everyone kind of gravitates towards sports and sports kind of embodies, or like, especially recently has embodied social culture and social issues. Yeah. Um, whether that's NFL kneeling or um, what players wear or different stuff like that, like it just has become a, a small telling of what's going on in society. So we thought, you know, 94 feet is what the length of the basketball court mm-hmm. and then more. So tell like about life. It's about Brilliant. basketball, lifestyle, music, yeah. home life, social life, just anything, like clothing, like it's about anything, man. We yeah. we kind of want to leave it open for our guests, it's not just going to be athletes. It's going to be people in biz- big business, musicians that can kind of come on, tell us their story, and uh, we just keep it light. Like just be conversation, jokes, good banter, um, and, and trying to weave the story that way. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. We love that, and that's mm-hmm. um, like I know for ourselves, we've been going just over a year now, um, and we are an NBA, NBL podcast. But mm-hmm. I guess being able to, we've had a couple of guests here and there, and being yeah. yeah different stories, different voices, and just being exposed to things that we wouldn't normally. Um, and here, like being able to share those stories with other people, our listeners is huge as well. Mm. Um, and speaking of our listeners, Vic, one last question I have here. Yep. Uh, we have a lot of listeners, whole heap of ages, um, demographics, locations, all of the above. Um, now, what for our, I guess, our younger listeners our, and players, what's the biggest tip you could give to them if they're, you know, trying to pursue a career or um, in that area? Uh, well, I, I think the one of the biggest things that helped me um, was that, well, two things. Uh, so for young kids that, you know, worry about, you know, I'm not in this position, I'm not on this spot. The best advice I got when I was being recruited to college uh, was from a coach named Shaka Smart, who coached at BCU, who's another coach of Texas. Yeah. First thing he asked me, I walked in, he was like, what position do you want to play or what position are you? Mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm like a wing. You know, I like having the ball in my hands, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um, he's like, well, I'll tell you one thing. There's two positions on the court and on the bench. And I think <laughs> if you're on the court, you'll just figure it out. Absolutely. He's like, if you can't, you can just sit on the bench. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I think that has definitely helped in my progression as a basketball player. Brilliant. And uh, the second one would be uh, just trust your path. Yeah. I think a lot of people want to compare themselves to others mm. or say, like, maybe I made the wrong turn. Maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Just remember that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And if it's meant to be, then it's going to be meant to be, you know, keep grinding, stay on your craft and just enjoy the process. Know that whatever you're doing is what you're exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And that is mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, nice. I think for anyone listening, that's, you know, incredible advice to take on board. And I know for ourselves, um, this is now a venture that we're really looking to pursue. Um, so just, you know, having, I guess, yep. backing yourself in is, is mm-hmm. huge and, you know, trusting the decisions you've made. Um, yeah. Is incredible uh, yep. wisdom there. So. Vic Law, we certainly really appreciate you coming on tonight for the Daily Dribble podcast. Um, you know, we know you're a busy man. You've 
you know, a big game coming up this weekend. So we appreciate you lending a bit of your time. Yep. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. All the best. We wish you all the best for the, the season. Um, and yeah, look forward to seeing you continue to bowl out. Thanks. All right, boys. Have a good one. Thanks, Thanks you, Vic. Cheers, mate. How was that, fellas? Oh. What's a, um, you know, you're kind of dumbfounded when you get to speak to someone of that calibre who's made it to the highest level and who's just such a down-to-earth guy. Oh, he's so humble. Uh, I know that was, you know, as I said, something we'd been looking forward to doing for quite a while now. It is, And it's yeah. great that it had come to life and we were able to, you know, gain some knowledge off Vic um, and just the way he conducts himself is a true professional on and off the court. Um, it's brilliant what he's been doing for the Bullets this year. Mm. We mentioned how... The league is gaining more exposure. Last yep. year, we had players like Lamelo, Ball, RJ Hampton, who I alluded to in the interview. But then this year with Vic, the league is is growing in in popularity and quality. Mm. Um, as he said, there's always been the quality, but now we are getting eyes on the league, and it's um it's going great places. And again, it just for us, it's exciting that we will have our own NBL team oh. in the coming months. Did he deny? Did he say no to joining the team? I don't think he did. He didn't, he say didn't no. deny. I no. didn't hear a flat out no. So that's um, very positive news. Oh, very positive news. Yeah, imagine. But guys, yeah, be sure to um, you know let us know what you think of that interview. Um, you know, we're certainly going to be looking to do more interviews with guests in the future. So mm. you know that was a huge coup for us, and yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, incredible. Well, let's end it here. Let's end the episode with Hero of the Week. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not. Let's do it. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. High and away, on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Okay, lads. Who wants to uh, put their hand up this week to kick things off? I'll go. I'll That's go. what we <laughs> like to hear. Good man. <clears throat> I'm going, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> with my brother. Dame Lillard. Oh. Damien Lillard. Thought he was going to say me. No, Dame Lillard. Thought he was hiding in the bush as well as knocking down threes with Rick. He, we were mentioning before mentioning him before. Um, he, he is playing at an MVP caliber type level of play, and the and the uh, Trailblazers are sitting fourth in the West, which is an incredible achievement, particularly given that CJ McCollum and Nurkic have been out for extended periods of this season. Um, but yeah, he's taken his game to a whole new level, um, particularly since they've been out. Because I guess without him performing at this high level, they had no shot. Um, over the last week, though, he's been averaging 32 points, 11.5 assists, you know, one steal on top of that. He's he's just doing it all on both ends of the court, and he's real. He really is the hero for this Trailblazers squad because you shudder to think where they would be without him. I know Ennis Cantor will mention him last week's been a shining light for them, particularly with Nurkic going down. But, you know, when it comes to heroes of this team, Dame Lillard is the hero. And he's hit some enormous shots this, this year. Like, when the game's on the line, he's always there knocking them down. So We touched on He's got them up to fourth now. Like, if the season were to end today, home court advantage... I know, I don't think any of us gave them a sniff of that in the first place. And that was without, that was with, sorry. Nurkic, um, McCollum. McCollum. Mm. Um, He is doing phenomenal things. I would, I'm just thinking now, if you, it's so hard to give a top three, but if there was a top five MVP, he's top five. Has to be. I think he would be slowly approaching the top three. He's he's rising at a rate of knots at the moment. And he's so, he's just incredible to watch. Yeah. Um, and this Blazers team, you know, fourth, 
I can't wait to see what they can do mm. um, when they get McCollum back. Hopefully, he just fits back in seamlessly. Yep. Um, you know, because he was bowling out as well. Absolutely, yeah. Can't wait to see what happens with the Blazers. Oh, yeah, I'll go if you want. There you go. I've got Mr. Consistency this week. I've gone with Tobias Harris. Oh, um, yes. But he's been good. Deserved. This This week, he had, I'm pretty sure it was only two games, but in the game against Utah, he scored 36 and 10 rebounds, and then in the game against Houston, he scored 24 and 15 rebounds. Now, we need to remember this guy is the third option on this team, and he's scoring these numbers, and he's not scoring them every night, but he's getting 22 and 10 almost every night. Oh, he's quite consistent. Um, we need to remember he's the third guy on the team. Like <laughs> He's almost o- he's, he's overlooked because, obviously, Joel Embiid is a top three MVP candidate yeah. this year. And, you know, we look at, as Lee was saying, we look at other players before him, including Ben Simmons. But Tobias Harris has been a picture of consistency this year, and I can attest to that because he's in my fantasy squad. Mine too. I've been looking at him most days. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a really well-deserved one. And I think they they wouldn't be gone as well as they are this year if he wasn't playing at the calibre he is. This whole team, I really like, um, you know, we said in our off-season reviews, Bringing in Daryl Morey yep. um, and just him overhauling the team to a certain extent and mm. bringing in shooters to fit around this team. You don't have a shooter in Ben Simmons. Mm. Um, Joel Embiid, he's going to be in the paint with Simmons. But you've now been able to put Curry. Harris is shooting more. Yep. Um, they just look like a better, well-rounded team. They're hot. Again, I don't want to get my hopes up too high no, too early on no. this team, but they are looking the business. They are looking the business. Who have you got, Nick? Okay. So, Why is Nick's the most anticipated? <laughs> ah, build it up. Good showman. Um, the team I've gone for here is the Wizards. Yeah. Now, Ooh. this is a team Actually, I can't say that. Who is re- yeah, you're a Hornets yeah. supporter now, aren't you? <laughs> I you don't, don't get to jump on the bandwagon when things are going well. I've not decided. Now, they've had a phenomenal week. They've gone three and zip, yeah. and they were really in a hole, but they beat the Celtics 104 to 91. Bill, 35 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, while Russ had a near tri- triple-double, which mm-hmm. is, um, you know... Just Russ. Yeah, it's just Russ. Yeah. Um, but all four, four starters had 10 points or more, which I like to see. It's mm. not just a two-man team. Well-rounded. On the back-to-back. So they beat the Celtics. They then followed it up with a 131-119 to 119 win against the Rockets. Mm. Up against John Wall. Um, Bill had 37 points. Russ, a triple-double, 16 points, 13 rebounds, 15 assists. Again, what else is new? Yeah. Um, four starters again had 13 points or more, plus Bertans chipped in with 18 off the bench. Go into the next game and tell us about Bertie Beadle. Oh, now, dirty. the third game of the week. So they've knocked off the Celtics. They've knocked off the Rockets, who are a good team. They're in yeah. a real slump at the minute. They've then knocked off, knocked off the Denver Nuggets, yeah. 130 oh. to 128. Now, I was watching this game. This was absolutely wild. They were down... There was a couple of seconds to go in the first quarter. They were down by 20. Oh. I think it was Denny hit a three to make it 17 yep. going yep. into the end of the first quarter. They outscored the Nuggets 46-23 to 23 <laughs> in the second quarter to take a lead. Oh. Um, when, you know, they held a bit of a lead mm. throughout the third and fourth. Jamal Murray just went nuclear in the last couple of minutes. Some of the threes he hit were nuts. He tied the game up with two seconds to go. And yep. it, was, it was really an interesting player. Scotty Brooks, I thought... Um, they gave the foul away, five seconds to go. They should have fouled. Murray had the ball. They should have mm. fouled him, sent mm. him to the line for two. They've just let, I think it was Rui, left him open, kind of put up a lazy hand. Murray sunk the three, two seconds to go, tie game. Brad Beals picked up the ball, 
driven to the bucket and drawn the foul. Two free throws. The game is done. So Bill had a great game. Russ had another triple-double. But as you were mentioning there, Lee, Davis Bertans had 35 points, was 9 of 11 from 3. Now, they signed him to a pretty big contract in the off-season, and it raised some eyebrows. When he runs cold, he runs cold. But when he runs hot, boy, oh, oh boy, does he run hot. <laughs> this was phenomenal. And this is, you know, we've become so accustomed to seeing Jordan Clarkson mm. just making it rain off the bench. Undoubtedly, you'd say sixth man of the year. But Bertans can be another one of those players who can just be that bright spark off the bench. Oh, that's incredible. To be two legitimate contenders in the space of a week, they well and truly deserve this Hero of the Week, Nick. So, I was rocked oh. when I saw, like, watch keeping up to date with this game. Um, as I said, they've gone 3-0 and zero this week. They've, the big thing is, though, they've kept them in contention with 10 teams going to the, the playing playoffs this year. Yeah, what are they at? They currently sit at 9-17, and 17, but are only two games back of the Hawks in 10th Hawks at the minute. That's the thing. It's so close this year. You've got to keep plugging away and winning games. Yeah. And, and now, they miss that many games, so maybe that has something mm-hmm. to do with it. And really, momentum, it, it's a snowball. Once you start getting a bit and it starts going downhill, it's going to start to build. See Russ playing with more energy. Bill's mm-hmm. looking like a more positive player. Um, you know, if Bertans can, he's not going to drop 35 points every night, but if he can be a bright spark... Um, you've got Garrison Matthews in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know things are looking up in Washington. So Lee, get out a coin, my man, and give it a flip. Is yeah, it Hornets so or Wizards? I think you've got to. I, we okay. can't wait much longer. Let's throw down the challenge next week on the podcast. You, you're going to commit to a team. I'll have it to you. We might put up a poll during the week and say which teams should Lee back in this week, uh, back in for the season, the Hornets <laughs> or the Wizards, and Actually, see what the viewers think. I'm getting the contract sorted. I'm writing a contract, putting the dotted line there. Lee's going to sign it. Yeah, I like that. It's and we have done. to put we have to put him on a multi year contract as well because there's no yeah, getting another one. Yet. No, no, that that'd be ridiculous. I'm putting you're you, a journeyman, aren't you? I'm putting yeah, you on a max. I'm putting you I'm on not, a max. Is is he a max player? Uh well, clearly not because he's looking out. Yes. But um, yeah. Well, great stuff there, fellas. Recapping hero of the week. Roy, you you had. I had. Uh, Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. Caught beautiful. me off guard a bit then. Sorry, then, my man. You've pulled it up well. Lee? I had Tobias Harris, a.k.a. J. Cole. J. Cole? Looks like him. You reckon? Looks Ooh. just like him. Uh, just doesn't have the long dreads. They can both hoop. And I brought it home with the Wizards. So, yeah. fellas, it really has been an incredible episode. Um, you know, I, I know we're all still buzzing after the interview mm. with Vic there. Mm. Um, really, this week, guys, drum it up. You know, share, like, comment, do all that great stuff. Get this one out there. Send it viral. Sure. Um you know, this was a huge moment for us, and we can't wait to uh, bring more of these interviews and give insights with you know players who are at the elite level. Um, oh. So again, Vic, a huge thank you to to you. Yep. Um, you know, as we said, we know you're a busy guy. You know, you're doing big things with the bullets. So to grab a little bit of your time and for you to pass on some of your wisdom and insight mm. was huge for us. Yep. Um, Fellas, well done to us as well. <laughs> Things going in the right direction. Had to give ourselves a pat on the back. Didn't oh, we? you do. You got to you know reward yourself mm. when you do things when right. you're going all right yeah absolutely um guys i'm, I'm buzzing so i think oh, carry the good energy well. off the show do you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up here Lee? we'll get that contract in paper by next week mm. we'll put it up on the story and i'll i'll tick the box and i'll sign it good man like to hear that we'll hold you to it Roy, anything else you'd like to get off your chest yeah this was sponsored by intersport i don't think absolutely. we mentioned it earlier amongst all the other excitement but yeah 
doing great things over there and uh, uh, doing e- great things over here as well. Some exciting news as well for our Tassie listeners. We won't give it away yet, oh. but there's uh, some big things coming for Intersport. Oh, so, indeed. you know, stay on the lookout. Are we allowed them. to say? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, we are now. Are we? I've, okay. I've touched base. But uh, okay. go in and see the team. Hank, Lisa, all their wonderful staff there in the Hobart and Kingston stores, um, as well as hitting up intersport.com.au. Brilliant stuff, fellas. I look forward. I'm buzzing for next week's episode already. Oh, Nick, um, it's time for you to get your top off because you're the odd one out right now. <laughs> I do need to get the rig out, don't I? I've hit up the beach day, so I'm rocking a bit of colour as well, which is nice. It's, it's nearly 10pm and it's bloody boiling. And it's warm, isn't I'm it? I'm sweating. Yeah. Guys, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, do all that great stuff on the socials. Um, rate and review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Help your boys out. And uh, enjoy the interview with Vic. Get us to 1,500 on Instagram. Yeah, we're just around the corner by next week. The road to 1,500 starts now. Beautiful, guys. (laughs) We look forward to talking to you next week. (laughs) Love you. Bye.